Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, spoilers galore, superhero nerdiness, comic book geekery, deep discussions, and some useless trivia. Listener discretion is advised. Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination, the Spyrokin podcast where we talk about new, recent, old, and unique comic book properties. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? And joining me today is... It's Cal, coming back. Yes, and we promised we'd be back for this because I gotta admit, um, we, we're going to talk about something which is really cool, but beforehand, let's get our basic pimping out of the way. Remember, you can check out any of our other episodes and our other podcasts at spirakin.com. That's S-P-I-R-A-K-N. You can email us at spirakin at gmail.com. Find our other social media accounts on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher on the Lexi app. For those of you who know, I'm not going to use the word because I don't want to turn it on. And various other social media sites. And if you want to recommend any comic book stuff for us to talk about, you can put it on our Discord which is at tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A-D-I-S-C-O-R-D, Spyro Discord. You can tweet me at Spyrokin, and um, if they want to contact you, Cal, any way they could do it, like on Instagram or on Twitter. Nope, I have no social media, so you're – this is Shit it, Allah. really. Yeah, <laughs> Shit exactly. Yeah. Well, it's good so. to do the cleanse on that because I actually gave up – I mean, there is a Facebook account, but I'm not using a Facebook account. I just, like, use Twitter occasionally. Yeah. I actually never even <clears throat> never even had a Twitter to begin with, and uh, I had an Instagram that I posted, like, one picture to, and then a Facebook account that I deleted a couple of years ago. So yeah, Facebook I'm, a, I'm a ghost. <clears throat> yeah. Like, Facebook was uh, is okay, but it's a little – but anyway, that's – we're not – this isn't the Facebook podcast. Yeah. Um beforehand uh just some some catching up uh what are you watching on um for superhero stuff are you watching like invincible or uh is that out? i didn't uh first three episodes came out oh really i i actually had no idea uh i will definitely watch that um i did watch the boys uh i love that um i'm watching the dccw so i'm uh, about a week behind on the dccw shows but uh, mostly caught up um I saw WandaVision. I have not seen uh, Winter Soldier show yet, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And um, yeah, that's about it. I, I've been watching um, not superhero stuff, but there's a show on Apple TV that I really like. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's about it. I mean, watching as much as I can, keeping up as much as I can. There's a lot of stuff to, to watch out there. Yeah, there so, is. Um, uh for me, I am watching uh, the the the, th- the three bigs. I'm watching for the DC show. I'm watching because they reissued Swamp Thing, so I'm watching Swamp Thing. I'm watching uh, Flash, and I'm watching uh, Superman Lois. Um, first two episodes, three episodes, really good. Fourth episode was a little bit of a decline. Of, um, sm- uh, Superman. So, yeah, Superman Lois. Okay, that I haven't kinda, seen that episode yet. I've seen the first just, three. First three, amazing. Third one, kind of. It's on my new episode of the uh, Television Tuesday. We'll talk about it. But it was just a little bit of a speed bump. Not terrible, right. though. I mean, you know, you can't expect every episode to be better and better and better than the previous one. Like, it'll ebb and flow. But true. As long, as, overall, as long as, I, I liked it. Yeah. As long as it doesn't hit the um, CW formula, I'll be fine with it. If it goes into the CW formula, then I'll be depressed. Because it's so original and different. Yeah, I think... I mean, we talked a lot about it in that review of the pilot episode, but um, yeah. that's People part. Of, are... That's kind of why I like it so much. It's it's different, and and 
and what's kind of weird is I find myself while I still like the other shows, I go back to something like the flash, right. Which came back and it very much has that CW formula. And I'm like, uh, I'm kind of, I kind of wish, I kind of wish the flash had evolved a little bit like, like the Superman show. Although, you know, that being said, I, I think that the, who knows where the flash will go this season. I think the, the episodes that have aired are the one that were kind of yeah, was last... from last season. So, um, yeah. you know, the new Batwoman is okay. Uh, Black lightning. Oh, ha- are, are you up to date on black lightning? Oh, you don't watch black lightning. No, I, I, I'm waiting for the season to be done. Cause it's the last season and I'm kind of okay. like, you know, I want to wait on it. Cause it's a good, sh- I love the show, but. Okay. Cause yeah. something happened this past week. I was like, Whoa. I don't know if you keep up on the news or anything like that, but it was kind of a big thing. And, um, yeah. Uh, I definitely yeah, will I mean, check it out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Flash, I, I'm i happy that the last three episodes of last season finally came out. And they actually resolved it kind of cool, except it was a little... What, what do you think eh. of, like, the, what do you think of kind of, like, the awkward way they handled the oh, elongated oh. man thing? <laughs> that was so it, weird. It was it was like okay what are we gonna do he's been fired um we'll put it we'll melt his face off and then we'll put a mask on I love yeah it. I thought that they were going to recast him and it, there was gonna be some reason why like he couldn't he couldn't use the old face anymore like maybe you know something to do with uh how they're they're both kind of like doing spy stuff now so so uh, Sue is it like has uh, disguises a lot so I was gonna think maybe you know it'll be like you know, his old face is quote unquote compromised. So he has to have a new face now to, and that'll be going forward, but they're just basically wrote them out out of the show. Kind of, at least that's what it seemed like, Um, which kind of stinks for the actress who plays Sue Dibney because she kind of gets screwed. She's Uh, a good actress. And and I was excited to see them do the whole, they were hinting they were going to do the whole, um, what the hell is that arc called? The infinite crisis arc. Oh, you mean, um, yeah. Where, uh, yeah, she yeah. she goes she goes uh, evil, right? Or she goes crazy? Yeah, the Doctor Light thing and the elongated man's the bad guy, which is like. Yeah, and it yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah that that was um man that was yeah. uh, that was ten fifteen years ago that that comic came out right I know old, I know it's, it's crazy but uh I'm I'm excited yeah. to see what they do I don't know who the big bad is gonna be um the whole new Speed Force okay but we'll talk about oh. that in the review. Oh, One thing on. about that, just just before we get off the flash, really quick, it's like uh, Nash Wells sacrificed himself to create this new Speed Force, and the very next episode, they're like, "I'm not using this new Speed Force anymore," so he yeah. died for nothing. Uh, I mean, it was a cool sequence. Though. It was yeah. a cool sequence, but it was like, man, he he was you know afraid to sacrifice himself. He didn't want to, and then he used the new Speed Force for like an episode, and uh, and had to destroy it, and then basically. There was a reason for him to create a completely new speed force, or the old speed force was never gone to begin with. There's something like it was a little, it was a little confusing. And yeah. then um, it seems like they really did for good this time say goodbye to that actor Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah. But even with him, like him going back in time, it's like uh, I didn't really understand what what he was going to be doing. Is he going to be now? He's- He's just going to relive the same four years over and over again until he goes crazy or until they need him. I mean, he's still going to play Eobard, so that that makes me happy at least. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I I, uh, I mean, I'm, I I like The Flash. I'm going to continue to watch The Flash, but 
going back to what I said before, it's like the tone of it. It's like that. And then you look at Superman. It's like, man, Superman is just more my style, I should say. It's not not that one's better than the other, but I wish that I wish that the Flash would be a little bit more like like the the Superman tone. Yeah, and hopefully uh, when Stargirl comes out in two months, they fix my one big issue with that show, and that's Courtney. Besides <laughs> that, I mean, because the I like that I hated the little brother until they explain his deal because he was a little pissant, and then he's like, "You're stealing my dad away from me," and it makes okay, he's just acting out, and it made sense. Yeah. But she, but she doesn't. There was like no learning curve at all for her. Like even when she finds out that her dad is not, it's like still. <laughs> Again, we talked about that um, for comic stuff. I'm reading Batman. I'm reading uh, Deceased, which is really good. Mm-hmm. I need to read that. And uh, uh, Marvel stuff, Spider-Man, and um, reading a couple of other things. Um, reading Justice League, um, Green Lantern, and or The Green Lantern, sorry. And I'm not reading any of the future stuff because it's a little too edgelordy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did I, read the Joker, Joker one, which is which that's shocking. There's a Joker sta- like a standalone. It's going to be a mini series, and the whole thing is, and I don't think you're going to read it, so I can spoil a little bit about it. Um, Jim Gordon, who's no longer the commissioner, they've asked him to come back for like, oh, why don't you come back? You join the new mayor who wants to get rid of Batman and stuff. And he's like, I don't want to deal with that. So yeah. some wealthy individuals hire him, saying, listen, we will pay you back. We'll pay you X amount of money for you to be a private eye on something. We want you to find and kill the Joker because he's still alive. Okay. And he's like, oh, no, I, I'm not going to be a vigilante. And then they, they they pretty much say, well, what about your daughter? And he's like, fine. Where where do I look? <laughs> oh, does he know she's Batgirl or is it more of the he, Joker paralyzed Barbara Gordon thing? Joker paralyzed her uh, twice. <laughs> so, okay. Because so, she's, she's back to being Oracle again. But it's okay. her team is all, all the all the girls on her team are all bad girls now. Okay, well, that's cool. So I, it's, it's, it's yeah. I I I'm a little bit behind on DC stuff because I I it's it's a time thing number one and number two like I read it on the DC Infinite thing which is you know a few months behind anyway on the on the new stuff so um I probably won't read this stuff for probably a year honestly by the time I, I get used, into it. Yeah, I use Comicology. Um, but, but now let's actually get to the reason why we've been beating about the bush long enough. Let's get to it. So first off, Cal, I owe you an apology last or two episodes ago. I said, and I quote that I think that the Snyder cut is going to be a garbage rehash and it was going to be poorly done. And if it's good, I will eat a, eat a, eat a, uh, eat a hat. And I said, then instead of a hat, I'll eat something I do not like. And after watching after watching uh, Snyder Cut, I ate Ratatouille, which I'm not a fan of, even though it's really good now that I've discovered it. But <laughs> long story short, I was wrong. It's a very good film. I loved it. I loved it. It's leaps and bounds better, the, the pun intended, better than the uh, Josh Whedon version. More importantly than that, all the scenes that I loved were Zack Snyder, not Josh Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was kind of – reassuring right and and it makes you wonder like why joss whedon felt the need to rewrite some of these scenes like i understand that he was telling slightly different story and that the are, are we talking about the movie in uh, spoiler detail yet or are we just uh, um overview let's let's do an overview then we'll get into a, okay. a, a, a deep breakdown okay. so 
Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the Snyder uh, cut or Justice League itself, uh, the premise. Well, first off, let me give you the basic show notes on it. Uh, Justice League was originally created in 19 and not 19 in 2017. It was directed originally by Zack Snyder, and then he left halfway through the production after everything was filmed due to one was problems with the with the production company, and more importantly than that, his daughter Autumn passed away tragically. So he left. They hired Josh Whedon, who was just off of uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, to fix things up. Uh, he cut the film, which was four hours and five minutes, down to two hours on the dot, or two hours three minutes. And the thing is that the Zach or the Justice League's Josh Whedon version, the JWJL, or the Josh Justice Verse, I'm just <laughs> going to call it the JLJW for simplicity's sake, um, the JW the JW version, um, was the most ex- was the fifth to sixth most expensive film of all time with $300 million. It's tied with Pirates of the Caribbean at World's Edge. They cut out characters, they cut out monologues, they cut out specific scenes. They also got rid of all, or 80% of all the slow motion. They redid the entire soundtrack. And um, there are some positives to it, but there's a lot of issues. For example, bringing Henry Cavill back after he starts shooting um, Fallout. We talked about this in the um, original mini-review. So there, you can listen to that at I'll put the show notes in the in the show notes I'll put the link. But yeah, we talked about that that he was brought back. They didn't remove the mustache and a bunch of other little things. Like, what was your opinion of the first one, the first Justice League? I mean, I I I thought it was okay. Um, yeah, it, and, it was okay. It was worth watching once. I thought. Yeah, but but yeah, like like you're saying, like I I don't think I ever even went and watched it again. I might. I did buy the Blu-ray, so I might have watched it again when I bought the Blu-ray. But, you know, it's not something that I kind of went back over and over and watched. So, you know, it's it was it was not not that great. I mean, I think I wanted to like it more than I really did like it. Yeah. Um, and and, you know, part of it is because I knew that there were things that uh, that got changed. Like, you know, honestly, it's like that horrible CG job they did with Henry Cavill's mustache lip. It's like, mm-hmm. like how could you how like how could you think that that was okay to leave it in the movie like that? It was it looked awful, um, and uh, just the movie was so rushed and and it makes sense looking at the Zack Snyder version how much that had to get cut out and you know to have something that you you basically cut half of the plot out and half of the half of the movie out, um, you know barely it barely made sense like a lot of the stuff with the villain's motivation and the villain's whole plot, like just even self-contained within the movie, the theatrical version, you know, it, it was hard to follow. Like they, he, you know, Steppenwolf talking about the unity, they never really, like it, it just felt so jumbled that like I, fi- I found it hard to to get behind Steppenwolf as, as the villain. And, um, you know, obviously that's not really a problem in the Zack Snyder's version. So, you know, I, I think I think the, the, the Joss Whedon version is going to just become like this weird version of the film that nobody ever talks about, really. Um, this is this Zack Snyder's Justice League is the Justice League as far as I'm concerned. And uh, according you know, to most of, the, most of the directors, th- that's the case. They think it is the most it is the one that all the films sequeled, even though the movie does retcon a couple of things that are in later films. Like they retcon it in later films. One of the major mm-hmm. ones that drove me crazy. We'll talk about it's involving Mera. That was like, um, that's a thing. It's like kind yeah. of a big deal in the in the movie. It's like, but yeah. Overall, 
I really like the movie better. It's a it's a better it's a it's a tremendously better film. It's more coherent. It is a little longer in the th- in the theaters. They actually have a ten minute intermission between acts five, four, and five, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, that's when I took a pee break both times I watched it, <laughs> and uh, um, the film is better overall. The new sequences that were filmed when he was when Zack Snyder was brought back to do this because everyone clamored and begged for it are all in the epilogue. Okay, understandably, and it fits. Um, so that's interesting. But- so everything everything that is prior to the epilogue is stuff that he originally this was really what his original vision of the film was yes um was, i think that the only other scene that was redone hold on um according to my notes uh he reshot um that and the music score was completely redone and there was one other thing but i i can't find it on my notes sorry now do you know is uh you know, was the intention for this movie to be released theatrically as one part, or was it going to be like a Avengers part one, part two type thing? That's the debate, because originally Justice League was supposed to be part one, then part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the whole thing that there was supposed to be six ep- six chapters, six episodes. That's why it's in parts. And then they said we're going to do just one movie, then two movies. No, I'm, I'm talking about the before, before, they, before all the stuff, back in 2017 or 2016, whenever the movie was in production, like was, was the movie going to be – like obviously I don't think that they would have gotten away with at that time a four-hour movie in theaters. No. It was so, supposed to be uh, part one, then there was going to be part two involving the nightmare verse. Uh, so yeah, this okay. was, yeah, that was the plan, and well, we know how that's going to go. Well, not necessarily. Well, we'll talk about that later. So okay. actually, with that in mind, so overall, I have to I bump up the rating from this because this was a kind of originally it was a watch it once, and now this one I raise up to a it was a low watch it once. It was kind of watch it once and kind of forget about it. Now this is a very high borrow a streaming code from a friend or borrow the, the blue ultra blu-ray from a friend and you don't return it it's really good <laughs> it's worth re-watching there are issues with it but it's a nice film it is yeah. a, it is it's a it's a, not a nice film it's a great film it's got a lot of great points to it and actually with that what do you think you put I, it up as really, really yeah really i mean fun. i loved it and i think that uh you know if you look at i think i said this uh in the the, the last time we talked but if you look at man of steel Batman v Superman, and then this version of Justice League as a trilogy. Um, it it tells a great story, and this version of Justice League, uh, it's just I feel like we're lucky that we got to see this, right? Because um, you know it's not every day that that you get to see you know a four hour version of 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 something, and and like it's a time investment. And I think if you like these characters, it's worth it. And and I feel like you know it's something that really uh, respects the characters, the the extra time allows you know the characters to um, have some breathing room, and you kind of understand them a little bit more than in the theatrical version. Like yes. it's a great, it's great. I I love it. Now with the positive, there are some negatives, and we'll like I said, we're gonna get more into it in the in the the um, spoiler section. But just for clarity, because some people will want to know, um, I feel that the film more coherent looks. It doesn't. It, I like the cleaner palette in the theatrical a little bit because mm-hmm. some of the scenes it's still kind of dark to see stuff so that but that's a, a Zack Snyderism another issue is the way overuse of slow-mo but again Snyderism it's kind of most things are his Snyderisms are a little bit 
too much. It's when you make everything super slow and emphasize everything, nothing is special. Mm-hmm. And that's something that was brought out. And some scenes, yeah, you can make them longer, but not that long. I mean, sesame seeds do not need to go slow motion for that long. <laughs> and you're talking about the flash section? The, there's issues there that, that Greta brought up. That I was like, yeah. Um, and um, last and not least, the, the music video idea, one time, two times, cool. Seven times, a little much. So what, what music video part, what, what, what are you talking about? Okay, uh, example one. Um, so we'll get into the spoiler section. Um, so there's se- sequences where he has the soundtrack, which is questionably better. Uh, some parts are better, some parts are worse. Where it's just it's the high, just, it looks like a music video with weird music, which it does nothing for the film, and it focuses way too long on something like Aquaman walking into the water while they're doing a, fu- uh, a funeral dirge for two, two minutes, 30 seconds. That could have been cut to 30 seconds or a minute and 10 seconds. Not that long because they're just focusing on water. Nothing's happening. Are you talking about the swim? part where – are you talking about the part where uh, towards he the walks beginning in, of the movie where, where yes. like the, the townspeople are singing about yes. like to him? Okay. Yeah, I, I remember it when I watched it the first time uh, or when I watched it, period. Um, that part was a little long. They probably could have um, condensed that There's, part, yeah. There's That's that the part, only there's part, the part that, with, that stuck out to me, though. There's uh, Arthur drinking with the "He's the King." That whole scene, it's cool. It looks like an it looks like a cologne commercial. <laughs> it's a little bit long. Um, the flash scene, that part was cool for the 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 um, speed, but mm-hmm. it gets a little too long. Like it's cool that you see you see him touching her is a little creepy, but it works. <laughs> but then, it, like, him focusing on the hot dog and all that other parts, you're like, okay, you could just definitely – this could be trimmed a little bit. Like, the thing is, the movie is really good. It's okay. It's acceptable as a four-hour movie. This would be a really good three-hour, 15-minute movie. And you cut most of those speed times because there's also, like, two with Lois. Lois gets two of the slow-mo music scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Like, her walking to the grave, that could have been normal paced without the mu- – uh, with the music, but normal paced, not her walking super slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though her I mean, talking guess, to uh, McClure was kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess I just – it just – like that stuff didn't – I didn't really even notice it except for the Aquaman like folk song part. Yeah. And I think what they were going for there was, you know, just – you know, this is – he's he's their hero and they have this whole mythology about him and all that stuff. So I get what they were going for, but yeah, I mean I think that part probably – It just needs to be trimmed. It's not terrible, but okay. Yeah. So going from, going from the top, now we're in spoilers. First off. I get he wants it to be an IMAX. I get that. But mm-hmm. uh, four by three frame is really an odd choice. I get it, but you didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is my only complaint about the movie is that is the um that it's not in widescreen. And I you know, ultimately in the grand scheme of things, it's a you know, it's a who cares? But at at the same time, like my personal preference is that you know, TVs are are largely in widescreen these days. You know, use the aspect ratio that people are most likely going to be watching this movie in. I understand that the movie was shot with IMAX in mind, but you know, even when you have other movies that have been in IMAX, like you know, the majority of the movie or the the version that most people see is widescreen. So you know, they cut the movie, uh, they you know, the aspect ratio accordingly, and it just seems odd to me that. Uh, they would have done that 
uh, and not not released it in widescreen. But you know, whatever that that is a largely yeah superficial thing. Um, it's superficial, but it, it it kind of um it's it's an issue a lot of people have with it. But yeah. um the o- opening sequence so much better than the kids talking to Superman with his big mustache, seeing him die. <laughs> yeah. It it sets up that each one of the films has that like it's the flashback to scene in the last movie, including Wonder Woman did that. So it's cool that that happens. The scream kind of again that see another scene the scream like whoa just showing the same one over and over again they could have slowed that down but still kind of cool mm-hmm. um uh the this redesign for themiscara and atlantis eh, but that's that is what it is um the score um junkie xl 50% really good and it made me appreciate the superman theme a lot more the his version but the that the choir <laughs> you know the nordic choir for everything Little yeah much. um the what do you think about the wonder woman scene the the one in the uh in the the bank um, that's with the, the terrorists yeah um i i think that's a cool scene um that um it's a bit extended right they they uh, it's, it they goes definitely... from a from a two minute to a five minute scene yeah i think that was that's uh, largely that was i mean from from what i remember of that scene um like the coolest parts were in the theatrical version so um you know i noticed that it was a little bit longer but um does she throw the briefcase in the air um in the um, in the theatrical version in the like, theatrical does she fly cut, up with it no she just jumps up goes up one level and then throws it through the window okay it's not as epic and yeah that part makes sense with and i'll bring it because i have a statement that i'll say with that at the end but it's a little longer i do like the fact that she's saving the kids but seeing every single person she's killed she kills every single one of them which is kind of anti-brand for wonder woman like her just everybody why are they dead all of them are their heads are bleeding and there's just pools <laughs> of blood by each one i was like that's a lot of I mean, I think there's Batman. a I think there's a couple of uh, ones that are kind of like you could say confirmed dead, but I, maybe not every single one of them. But that's actually something I wanted to ask you about. Um, mm-hmm. We're in full spoilers, so let's we can jump around a little bit. And and also yep. I have I have before I watched Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I watched Batman v Superman again. Um, um, did you watch Wonder Woman? I didn't watch Wonder Woman again because I, I like I said before, I think Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, yep. and, and this are kind of a trilogy. So I watched all three of them. Uh, I watched Man of Steel a couple of weeks ago, and then Batman v Superman and Justice League in the same day, um, okay. which was a lot. But there's definitely um, some uh, confirmed kills on Batman's side in Batman v Superman, and again, like you just mentioned, Wonder Woman having killed some some people presumably in the in the that um scene in the beginning of, of justice league and later in the movie steppenwolf just gets completely uh, decapitated and, and killed and so so a lot of people have seem to have this issue that you know the the heroes in in the Zack snyder movies like don't really seem to have a problem killing the villains what's your what's your um take on that okay here's the thing in bv bvs Batman is totally different. He's much more aggro, a little more intense, branding people, killing people straight up. Yeah. If you look at the older Batman, yeah, he was a little more violent, uh, 
Keaton's Batman straight up killed people. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not gonna we're not gonna mince words with that. Um, uh, Superman is much more brutal in Man of Steel. Let's be honest, he straight up kills Zod. Mm-hmm. Um, in this film, I was surprised how not violent the majority of the characters are. Batman doesn't kill anybody. He does not pick a gun like he does in the other version until they're at the final the final climactic sequence. Yeah, it's, he picks up a parademon gun. He doesn't. Right. And, I mean, yeah, he's using the, the the guns on parademons, but he doesn't really kill anybody. So I'm fine with that. And everyone else does their best to be non-lethal. And Wonder Woman, yes, she's a warrior. Yes, her big thing was killing Max Lords and her being more warrior. I'm fine with that. Um, it just like my thing is, it just felt weird that she's killing uh, mundanes. Like yeah. those metas, yeah, but mundanes, no. Mm-hmm. But I'm fi- I'm fine with it. It was a great sequence. I did like it. Again, some things definitely did not need to be shown. Like him switching from auto from uh from semi to auto, they didn't need to show that. <laughs> like that, like four seconds of him just slowly turning it to auto, then firing. I'm like, you didn't need that, man. <laughs> just keep it on burst. I, mean, I don't know. I guess they did that just because he did shoot one one bullet uh yeah. first, right? And he saw that she deflected it so i guess they wanted to show that he yeah. he's like i don't think she can she can uh handle all of these so he switched it but yeah i mean i think that's one of the things that that um with it's kind of like Zack snyder style is to let things kind of breathe and yeah um, to, to to have those kind of extra scenes and you know I, I think i i think some people they find that they find that a little annoying um, but you know, I, I guess I just don't mind it. But. but I do like the character scene. Like one of my favorite scenes is when the little girl is shocked and she says, are you okay, princess? And, and the, the little girls like, it's like, can I be like you when I grow up yeah. and you can be anything you want to be. And that's a great sequence. And that shows yeah. her being wonder woman. It's like in the animated justice league when she finds out about ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good part. Um, uh, the little girl. And it's a great sequence, but then yeah. so from there we we get to um, the sequence on pair on uh, Themyscira, and the color scheme looks better in this one than the other part. And also, um, I do like that they've the well one the boom tubes look exactly the same, fine, mm-hmm. but they switch the progression in the uh, in uh, the JW Justice League. We have uh, Steppenwolf with his crappy design pop out, and then the Parademons. This one it's the Parademons come out, and then they like heralding. Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. and his voice is a little deeper, more modulated than it was, and he looks better. He looks a hundred times better. Yeah, uh, they do kill. Um, the fight sequence much more brutal. They kill Hippo- uh, Hippolyta, which was kind of shocking. Oh, not Hippolyta. They kill um, uh, the aunt, and I do like that in the in that they changed how the chamber falls. In the original one, it just they lock the chamber, and then Steppenwolf bashes out of the wall and follows them. In this one. They the whole thing is they lock the chamber, bury mm-hmm. it and sink it into the ground and then bury it. And you're like, he should be dead now. It's more mm-hmm. like they're sacrificing their life as opposed to they're just trapped in there with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that that uh, the extra time that they they have to that the Mascara ask action sequence. Um, I don't know. I thought it came out a little bit more epic. I think you know there's a little bit more brutality in the fighting which I think is cool. I mean, the film is R-rated um, and you do see some, you know, a, a little bit more violence um, than probably was in the theatrical version. Um, uh, and yeah, I like it. Definitely. I mean, I, th- I think, I think this version is 
in every way better than the, the, the theatrical version. It is. Um, the Aquaman drinking whiskey scene, it's just thrown in there for character fluff. Mm-hmm. Like they really didn't need that. That's the sequence also with him afterwards walking with the he's the king scene. They didn't need that. But him talking to Velko, very cool. Also mm-hmm. seeing him in the exact same location where he gets the trident was kind of like that was a retcon moment because that's where he gets the trident in Aquaman. So kind of weird, but okay, mm-hmm. I can deal with that. Um, Desaad, I like that the communication was with the metal where the metal turns into it and seeing Desaad was like, hey, he's actually kind of like a boss, which is yeah. weird because you see Desaad is like the just creepy like Igor henchman, but he's like, yeah, you screwed up. You owe him 50,000 mm-hmm. worlds. Like, what did he do? Yeah, I, I would love to know what what Steppenwolf did to get into uh, bad graces with, with Darkseid. But, you know, I guess we don't necessarily need to know that, but it's just interesting that, you know, he's dying to be redeemed in, in Darkseid's eyes, which is uh, kind of a theme with Darkseid. Like, I know in the DC animated um, universe, that was a lot of what they did with Calabac, which was Calabac needing to be uh, like wanting to be redeemed and accepted by Darkseid. And, you know, um, you know, it seems like Darkseid's doing the same thing to Steppenwolf in this universe. Yeah, no, it is, it is. And, Steppen- and uh, seeing Steppenwolf have to work on it and then seeing the flashback sequence where you see the anti-life uh, equation and you see um, all the different uh, heroes. You see, uh, I think it's Yamardot, the Green Lantern, was cool. Seeing mm-hmm. Zeus and seeing... The CG version of Ares with the voice of the, of uh, what's his name from uh, Wonder Woman as Ares was cool. Mm-hmm. Did he uh, have any dialogue, or was it just screaming? Uh, David Thewis had like one line, I think, but that was cool okay. seeing him. Yeah, uh, great, and it's a lot much longer, and it made more sense. I like that halfway through, Batman stops him and says, "Mother boxes," and then she explains it. I like it; it it, it catches you up. Yeah, because you know. The general audience is not going to know what a mother box is. I mean, it's a weird Jack Kirby, <laughs> you know, it's, it's weirdism. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you need yeah. a little, you need to bring people along a little bit. Um, yeah. I thought that whole fight scene was was really cool. I'm I'm curious, maybe maybe I'll go back just to the theatrical one, just see that Age of Heroes flashback. Like, how different is it without Darkseid it's, in it? It's it's a little, it's different, makes a little less sense. Uh, I will say, though, it does show something, and this was, and I'm cribbing from another podcast, I'm not going to lie, but it's a good point, and I will admit to it. Um, this is the age, it shows the age of the old gods. This is the old gods, and then at the end of the movie, it's the new gods taking the, um, taking the reins from it. That's mm-hmm. what this whole thing is about, because Dax Snyder does treat the superheroes as gods, not as men, which yeah. is a big difference between Marvel and DC, where it's like, uh, or Marvel uh, CW, uh, Marvel Smack Universe and the uh, uh, DCEU. It's, mm-hmm. but we'll get, to, that's a whole other topic. Um, other things, uh, the Victor scene, Victor definitely is the heart and soul of the movie. Seeing him, what he does, seeing him learn about his powers, that's a great sequence. Seeing him manipulate the money for the, for the lady who was doing everything for her family and then even be willing to help people out and then to see him watching her at the ATM, great mm-hmm. sequence. Uh, the Flash he, sequence, eh, he's better, but not by much. <laughs> you realize uh, in the theatrical version, Cyborg, like a lot of Cyborg stuff got cut out. Oh, he has nothing in it. They they flesh him out, and he's much better in this film. And I yeah. understand why Ray, um, that's his last name, uh, Ray Fisher is so mad about it. I mean, there's other issues, though, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. with him, which it's some of it's 
grounded and understandable. Other parts are kind of like conspiratory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but he's good in the, he's excellent in the film. Um, Ezra Miller's not as jokey, a little better. We understand his situation with Harry Allen. And they explained that his his mom was murdered. Um, the sequence of him getting the job and the slow mo sequence that reeked of Quicksilver from Days of Future Past. It reeked of it. <laughs> but him him breaking through the glass that was just like your speedster. You could actually go through the glass. You don't have to break it. But okay. Yeah. Um, and the whole hamburger sequence did not need to be done. Like him. Like if you're driving a big rig, you're not going to be eating a sandwich and going 60 miles an hour in the middle of the city. Well, I mean, not unless you're really irresponsible. Yeah, true. I mean, uh, I'm sure I'm sure stuff like that has happened. It would have yeah. been funny if it was Big Billy Burger. It should have been Big Billy Burger. <laughs> uh, or Bi- or see Bibbo. <laughs> I would love to see yeah. well, well, supposedly Bibbo's in the new uh, Superman Lois show, but eh, where else is there? Um, oh, I forgot the London Bridge with the House of El symbol. Very nice touch. That was not in the theatrical. Yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, Parademons, Dark Side. Um, the... It's toxic. That's good. That was stupid. That was a dumb line from Steppenwolf. No offense. Uh, well, I think they were trying to explain why he picked that area, um, yeah. and and why there's no there's nobody there. Like nobody lives there, which is later on why they can just kind of without abandon just destroy this town when they yeah. during the the fight in the end. Which I think you know a lot of that probably goes back to like the main criticism dating back to man of steel is the whole destruction level and blah, blah, blah. And like, you yeah. don't have to rehash that, but, but maybe that line was thrown in there for that. I'm, I'm glad that the, do you remember from the theatrical cut where there was this whole like family yeah. that was still living there? And oh, uh, like, I, I, ha- I hated that. In the, and that's one of the rants I had in the original review. And I'm happy they got rid that was not in this film. And that was yeah. actually a week. Makes sense though. Yeah. It was, Seeing Flash at the ending being the actual reason why they win is great. Again, we'll get to that. Um, uh, mm-hmm. robo- robotic Starro. Didn't expect that. Did I miss that? What was that? No, uh, when uh, Steppenwolf was interrogating everybody, the uh, Atlanteans, and you see Starro come out of his hand. It's the metal Starro. Oh, I mean, was, is that Starro? I just thought that that was like a, you know, a well, tech thing. That, it's a uh... tech, but that's it. The, it looked like Starro. It had the oh, eye okay. and everything. It's like, okay, maybe, it's, maybe I need to. I see. Maybe I need to watch that part again. Um, that's cool. Version of Starro, which is cool. Um, and then seeing Mara fighting Steppenwolf and her using hydrokinesis in a smart way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll bring that. Did up that in not a happen part. in the in the theatrical? Like that's the thing. Like it's been so long since I've seen the theatrical. I don't remember what. Um, they didn't have her pulling out his blood. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. Um, one thing that pissed me off about all the Aquaman and the Atlantean sequences besides the design of Atlantis in Aquaman, whenever they're speaking, they're underwater. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. in this one. Every single time, make the bubble. Don't make the bubble. Make the bubble. <laughs> they, like if it was with Steppenwolf, makes sense. But with everybody else who's Atlantean, eh, they speak normal. They don't speak um, dolphin. That yeah, was I, I don't know. I mean, Maybe that was just something that Zack Zach Snyder thought that that would be a cool effect, and he went with it. And, and you know, maybe something like that is not practical to do when the entire movie is Aquaman and Atlanteans talking to each other underwater. Like you don't want to have to do that every single time. Maybe that's why the director of um, Aquaman yeah. chose not to do that. But I thought it was a cool idea because you know, if you think about it, like yeah, they wouldn't be able to talk. It's like talking to people to to each other in space. You can't. You just can't. So, 
Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, for realistic purposes, makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I will I will bite that. Uh, but Mara is saying she's an orphan. Yeah, I'll admit I did not I did not catch that when uh, like I I, it, I it's been a while since I've seen Aquaman, so I didn't catch that 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 was a little bit of a plot hole. Uh, so yeah, I mean I think that was just a, a, I don't, a mess but... up there. I don't know why. Um, Again, I mean I'm assuming that the yeah. I'm assuming there was just some some crossed wires there between the team that made Aquaman and Zack Snyder because you know Zack Snyder like this this movie takes place and was made before Aquaman so yes. you know I I don't know how that happened but but yeah that that's they they messed up that for sure. yeah but um seeing the sequence with all of them together well done um a little longer better uh seeing the parademons and seeing um. Commissioner Gordon with the whole where it looks like Batman, it doesn't look like a parademon. I like that better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sequence is great. Um, in the theft of Clark's body, it's a little more reverent. It, it's also the fact they have to actually go to Smallville. It's not a oh we have his body so- suddenly. It's they actually yeah. have to go on like this feels really wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of remember that scene from the theatrical one though. Are you sure that wasn't in that in the theatrical? Because I, th- I kind of remember th- that uh, uh, Barry and Cyborg talking i think they were joking more about it and it wasn't as i think okay i gotta i I gotta i think it was more jokey than how they had it i think Mm -hmm. it was more reverent in this one um oh can't we forgot the martian manhunter reveal Eh, it was okay felt thrown in did you know that did you did you know that was happening ahead of time like is that something Um, that had been revealed in trailers or whatever because i i had no. no idea so, none, of, none of that was revealed in trailers, but I had heard that he was supposed to be – back in Batman v Superman, they said he was supposed to be um, Martian Manhunter. So I was like – I didn't expect it to be that, oh, that's uh, – Martha Kent was Martian Manhunter in that scene. I'm like, that makes no sense because later on she sees him and, it's, and she's like, oh, I just saw you. You know, It's like butthole. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought that that was cool uh, that we got to that's see That's a Martian good scene. Um, and um, it was uh, – uh, one of those things where, like, I'm glad that I I didn't know anything about Martian Manhunter being in any of these movies because it was just a pure surprise. Like, I remember that scene with Martha and uh, Lois, and then you know the door closes and her eyes turn red, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And then he turns into Martian Manhunter. I was like, wh- I just got excited. I mean, that that to me that 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 was a great Easter egg. Um, I love when stuff like that happens and you don't know it's going to happen. Um, yeah. that, that type uh, of stuff is cool. And then he turned into the, um, you know, the actor from all the way back in man of steel. And it was like, man, yep. he's been national manhunter the whole time. That's how cool is that? Which kind of like makes you wonder why didn't he step up during Zod? He'd be like, it's like, Oh, the new guy lost. Oh, oh well too late. I didn't help. Who knows? Maybe he was helping, you know, off screen. He was, he was helping people or maybe he thought that he was more, uh, he he would be more useful uh, in his military capacity at the time, you know, uh, when he was doing that. And also at the end of the epilogue of this movie, right? He he even says to Batman, uh, you know, I've I've stayed on the sidelines long enough. It's time for me to get more involved. So, and you know, I think Martian Manhunter's whole deal is he's been on Earth for like hundreds of years, right? So. Um, like 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 a hundred years because he was yeah. like during the thirties he showed up so yeah yeah and um it's cool if you go back and you watch um and you watch what is it uh Batman v Superman no 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 Batman v Superman if you watch Batman v, he's in it and um 
Lois, Lois, he's the one that helps Lois when she's investigating the bullet and to try to find out the whole conspiracy. And that's how she figures out that Lex Luthor was behind everything that happened in Africa. And going back and think about that scene now when he helps her investigate the bullet and all that, knowing that it's Martian Manhunter, um, it makes that whole part cooler. That, yeah. you know, he's like, there's more of a reason for him to have helped uh, Lois then, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. I agree. I I agree. And seeing, um, I do, seeing the re- redone resurrection scene and getting the vision that, um, that, uh, Cyborg gets really mm-hmm. cool. But more importantly than that, seeing Flash have to charge up and we determine that he's like, he's like, the faster I go towards light, the more I mess with time. And that was yeah. cool. Getting setting, up, setting up the end, the end of the movie. And then seeing the picture as it goes in the water, and then when he runs back, you see the 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 picture start floating up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're they're telegraphing that he that he can go he can reverse time, which is which is cool. Um. And yeah. um. Man, I, I. So so that scene with uh with cyborg, he's he has another dream sequence, like a nightmare world sequence, right? Yeah. Nightmare burst. Yeah. Um. So do you know like what was the what's the deal with that? What was what was uh, uh originally he wanted to have essentially injustice happen. But it's that's like what it the seems whole like that's what it so seems the whole like thing is that for. Lois dies, um Superman falls under the anti life equation, works mm-hmm. for Dark Side, and it's gonna be them doing that, and then the last sequence will get to that. And mm-hmm. um but yeah, so let's and, not, and then, not just, oh go on. No, no, I just you know I remember because I had I watched Batman v Superman right before watching this, and I remember you know the scene where Bruce dreams of the nightmare world, right? And then uh, he's woken up by Flash coming back saying, you know, it was Lois, blah blah. blah. Now you go and see this version of Justice League, and you understand retroactively what that whole scene in Batman v Superman was about, um, and that you know the extra context they give you with the epilogue and everything. Um, yeah, because you first thing it's like, oh, that's gonna make him wake up, and it's like that's not it at all. It's just mm-hmm. you have to protect her. Yeah. And um, seeing getting more with Silas, si- uh, Silas Stone, and yep. seeing Doctor Choi, the second Adam, cool. Yep. Seeing him sacrifice his life, really sad. The fight sequence was verbatim amazing, still great. I do like uh when um Superman does the kind of like a bull Toro where he dodges Flash. Flash runs into Aquaman, and then a minute later, you just see Aquaman looking at Barry and just points at him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry. I love that whole uh, that whole scene because, as you know, longtime uh-huh. Superman fan, obviously Superman's my favorite character. So you know, it just puts Superman above all the other characters. Honestly, he just single-handedly uh, defeats the, the, the all of the other ones. And uh, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League you know, basically means that like the whole movie is predicated on the fact that the mother boxes themselves are scared of Superman. Right. And that they only woke up when he died and he was not there to yes. uh, fight them. Um, so that just puts Superman on like such a uh, like uh, power level that, that is uh, you know, why, why he's so, why he's kind of like the top dog in the, in the it's, DC It's a universe. great scene. It is, and mm-hmm. I do like the fact that it does show that Flash is faster than Superman, but Superman but not by was, much. but, but not Superman's by much. able to like correct it, like you know, like he's able to dodge or adjust things enough where he's like, okay, you're not paying attention because you're running away from me, so I'll mess with you in other ways. Yeah, 
And that's cool. Um, seeing, um, oh, the what do you think about the whole head, the flying headquarters? Uh, what the hell is the name of that ship? This the ship that Batman's working on the entire time. Um, I don't know if they named it or if they did. I, I missed it, but it was cool. It was a cool, uh, a, a cool like warship or or whatever. Um, Having thought, cyborg fix it. Yeah. I, I I got a little confused towards the end because I thought that at some point, it, like in the early part of the last battle. After they get destroyed, it gets destroyed, and then later it comes back. So, so did Cyborg fix it or something, or like, did was it maybe wasn't really destroyed? I don't know. Comics. Yeah, they didn't really explain that, but but uh, but yeah, um, the the ship itself was cool, and of course, it makes total sense that Cyborg would be able to fix it. Yeah, and seeing um, and here's the thing that's just gonna make you geek out, and I love it. Um, the sequence, not when he's with Lois, it's much better, more cohesive, uh, without the mustache, great, but him. Back at the scout ship, getting his suit and getting the black suit, and hearing mm-hmm. uh, Russell Crowe and um, Kevin Costner talking mm-hmm. as Jor-El and Jonathan and telling him and seeing him fly, and that sequence made me appreciate that theme so much better because it's such a great sequence. And yeah. that was not in the theatrical, I don't think, right? I don't think so because he, yeah, I, I, if if anything, it was trimmed down uh, because obviously the theatrical didn't have a, a black suit and all that. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love that. I, I love that when they, they, you know, that's a big theme in Superman is bringing back to, you know, his, the two fathers he has and, and, you know, all that. And I know that a lot of people, I think you might even be in this camp, didn't like Jonathan Kent's characterization in Man of Steel. Oh, yeah. But... We talked about that. I, I don't like that his version of, uh, Kent, but mm-hmm. I do like him saying, I like his voiceover version, so he's brought up two other times much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do like uh, what else was excellent in the film. So we get that part. We have the the speeds run, 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 run. Uh, the Barry running while, while they're attacking the, sit, the the attack sequence much better. Makes more sense. Uh, everybody has their part, which is so much better. And they have a plan, and it's gonna be Barry's gonna charge up. And I love that. Um, the reason why Superman steps in is because Barry ends up getting shot in trips and then Superman shows up and I love how he shows up. It's not, it's so much more cool than the JW justice league. It's him how, saying how did he, how did he show up in that version, in the he, theatrical version? He says the, uh, I believe in truth and also some justice line. Okay. And this one just decide, uh, that's not simple goes to kill cyborg and just, it goes right in his shoulder and he's like, mm-hmm. and freezes yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I love that. And I, I just loved how, you know, again, putting Superman, like the power level of Superman, he like Steppenwolf is just not even close to a challenge for him. He's just like basically he just beats Steppenwolf to a pulp. He cuts his like part of his head off with the heat vision. Remember, he like cuts, yep, like the horn, his yeah. horns off and uh, like he basically just pounds on on Steppenwolf until they get around to killing him, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I do like um, that just... when they lose, it's like he's shocked. Like they're all shocked because it just you, you you didn't expect them to all lose because mm-hmm. they lose and you see Granny Goodness and um, Desaad, the hordes and Darkseid just looking through the boom tube when the mother box explodes and Barry's freaking out because he just was shot really bad. He's like mm-hmm. heal, gotta heal Barry, and then he goes back in time and that sequence is great, mm-hmm. fixing things where he has to fix it. Yeah, and man, it just sets up that uh, like the next movie would have been Darkseid actually invading, right, and just doing it the quote-unquote old-fashioned way. 
um, yeah. uh, which which is awesome because like this movie gives you like yeah they resolve the whole mother box thing and the unity thing so that means that Earth is not going to be turned into an apocalypse world because that's what the unity does but Darkseid is still going to come and invade because now Darkseid knows the anti-life equations on Earth. So but we do see it goes back to being dark side. Well, later on the epilogues, well, let's get to those. Mm-hmm. Um, first epilogue, I like that it brings back the whole recorder, which we didn't touch on, but the recorder, he fixes it yep. because mumbly jumbly magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't really understand how um, his powers would allow him to reconstitute that thing, but whatever. <laughs> we'll just go. It's cyborg. Go I'll, I'll say it's like bits of, my theory is bits of the mother box are in him. So it could kind of reconstitute machinery. Maybe, maybe I thought it would have been cool if he just took the tape itself and just, you know, made a, a player out of his own metal. Right. That would have rather than being able to, which would have been uh, cool. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, th- but, that's a nitpick for, so, but yeah. But yeah. Seeing that sequence, seeing everything redone, great. And then going into the the first quote-unquote stinger, which was the Lex Luthor scene, mm-hmm. and the original dialogue, which is uh, Lex telling uh, Slade Wilson that uh, Batman – it's setting up the Batman that was written by um, Ben Affleck, and it's a shame we didn't get that movie, and we're not going to get that movie. Yeah, what, I would love to know how that, what that movie would have been like. It would have been really cool. Uh, did, did they imply that Bruce is the one that – took his eye out um i don't know but the whole thing is the movie was supposed to be that uh deathstroke was going to be systematically killing everybody in bruce's life to just mess with him interesting and he would have been the big villain but again we didn't get that yeah because i think luther says something like uh you know why are you going after batman eye for an eye so to speak i think he said something like that yeah um and then he tells him batman's identity and you can see that's when Deathstroke decides to celebrate um, and have a drink with him on the boat. Like that whole scene was 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 much more extended, right? Because I yeah. remember I remember there was a maybe it was a post credit thing or, or mid credit yeah, thing, but the, it was in it was in the theatrical. Yeah, yeah um, but he says like let's start a league of our own instead because yeah. they cut out all of that. I do love Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he seems is... like he would have been a cool a cool Deathstroke. Um, the, that... the suit looks really cool. Uh, yeah, yep. it's too bad we'll never see that movie because a Deathstroke versus Batman movie would have been awesome. And then we have, of course, the second, or is it the third um, ending, which is the uh, post-apocalyptic world. Yay! And that scene was shot just for one reason. What's that? To throw in... Uh, yep. And it's cool seeing that, though, that he's like... I mean, I get why he's there because... Um, so for those who don't know, the anti-life equation that we brought up is um, this uh, MacGuffin in DCEU. It's a it's a it's a, a formula that controls all sentient minds. It's like a mathematical equation that's like um, there. It's like I'm gonna crib yeah. it, but it's like if you read it or see it, you go you completely lose all hope and you will listen to whoever is in control of the anti-life equation, which generally is dark yeah, side or like, something else. It's like on the Marvel side, how Thanos' ultimate goal is to get the infinity stones. Dark side's ultimate goal is to get the anti-life equation so that he can rule the entire universe and ev- every living soul in the universe will answer to him. That's what the anti-life equation will give him. Um, but Joker is too insane for the anti-life equation. He's immune to it. Okay, they didn't explain that at all in, in, in that, the movie. 
that's but that's like that's a comic thing is that he's too like in some like uh deceased mm-hmm. which is like where the anti-life equation makes zombies really cool mm-hmm. um and uh bruce is dead uh batman is actually now jonathan kent's whole thing uh and uh the new batman is now um damien uh but the whole thing is the joker was too cra- uh the people who survived they're damaged in some way okay like death's Deathstroke's able to see it because uh, something with his eye won't let him be able to be controlled by it. Um, Victor, well, in this deceased, Victor's the spreading reason. They connected the anti-life equation into him, so he spreads it out. But okay. and, but I like that in this version, he, Victor's trying to, to kill him. You have Mara, who wants him dead because of whatever happened to Arthur. Barry looks like, um, well, he looks like the one from Man of Steel, and then the whole Joker and Batman exchanged all the cursing. Like he's like, just like, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. That goes back to uh, like this version of Batman. He's, he, it, it, he will kill the Joker eventually for some reason he needs him. They didn't explain it in the movie, but I guess if you know the context from the comics, you understand why. Cause I was wondering when I watched it, like, why is Joker there? I mean, it's cool to see a scene of uh, Jared Leto's Joker interacting with with this version of batman but i uh, i don't really understand why he was there and when they were talking about you know how we're we're gonna kill him for what he did they were talking about dark side they weren't talking about superman right uh we don't know i think it may have been uh dark side's the one that they, he can't hear us that's superman because superman wants them dead because uh they let lois die mm-hmm. that's but I think it's Dark Side's the one they want dead, but I do like, and I didn't catch this the first time, that when he's taunting him, he's like, says, oh, he's lost lots of people, like a mother, father, mm-hmm. don't say another thing, an adopted son. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh. and, and it, it ties back to the, we saw in Batman v Superman, we saw the Robin suit that, that had been spray painted, remember? Yep. Um, c- kind of confirming um, at least a Robin. We don't know if it was Jason Todd in this universe or just another robin like they never really mentioned robin in, in these movies so uh with the exception yeah. of that of that little scene so who knows in this version maybe he kills dick grayson you know i don't maybe we'll have to wait and see and then the ending with Marsha manhart it's it's a great film it's done well um i do like a lot about it um the fact that the it ends with that stupid leonard cohen cover of hallelujah again i was like really man <laughs> you get you're getting too much fucking mileage out of that leonard cohen mo- uh thing good movie <laughs> It's an excellent movie, really well done. Besides the nitpicking, it is a decent movie. It is a little bloated, but it's not terribly bloated. It's not like, oh, this movie's so long and boring. It's just like it's like it can be shortened a little bit, but it's still a good movie. It's an excellent movie, mm-hmm. and it's the definitive Justice League film, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's the only thing that's a bummer is that most likely this is the end of Zack Snyder's take on these characters. Um, I, I know we're probably gonna we're 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 going to get another Aquaman movie, um, probably another Wonder Woman movie. But I, I mean, I don't think that we're gonna see this version of the Justice League moving forward. That probably not. Um, I, I mean, maybe maybe if this movie does well enough and a lot of people sign up to HBO Max and you know there's seems like there's value in continuing it, that that would be awesome. But I'm not I'm not even kidding on that. I think we got lucky that we got to see this at all and that he was given the what is it? 70 million to complete this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we got two more, we got uh, three more movies coming out. Uh, we have, um, suicide squad coming out with the peacemaker TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be justice league dark, 
supposedly that's still up in the air, but just like Dark is up in the air. Uh, Flash and Aquaman 2, and then uh, Black Adam and, Sh- and Shazam 2. So Flash, the Flash, I'm hoping because of time and causality, that might be, it might start in the post-apocalyptic universe. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I don't know, we could see what happens. But again, Ezra Miller... Uh, well, I mean, we're not going to get Cyborg ever again, let's be honest. He has been fired, and they're not going to touch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Flash, hopefully, well. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, I think that, that this movie shows that, you know, had um, had we been able to continue, I think, like, Zack Snyder clearly had a plan beyond even the Justice League movie. And, you know, it, it's nice to get a glimpse of what that would have been. Uh, but... Um, you know, I think I think that if you want, you know, if you like the universe that Zack Snyder created, this is a kind of a great way to celebrate it is to to watch this movie. Um, yes, I agree. Um, yeah. Now, now, before I forget, uh, two final things. One, um, comparatively to, let's be honest, um, one. Well, one, do you think this is a rewatchable film? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I agree. Um, now, compared to the MCU major films, the their Avengers films, would you think more cohesive or coherent or less compared to theirs? But then again, and that's with the caveat that they've had 20 or X amount of films before each phase for their each of their films. I mean, coherent is an interesting question. Like, what what do you mean by coherent? Uh, tr- the, good point. Not coherent. Um, so does it tell the story well? compared to, say, Endgame and Infinity War, which is a part one and two? Um, I think that it is kind of on the same level as Endgame and Infinity War in terms of how easy it is to follow. I think that, you know, Endgame and Infinity War are, you know, it's complicated when you think about it, right? The whole, you know, I'm really more thinking about Endgame, I guess, going back in time and, and this whole thing. Like, you have to kind of keep up with the movie. And I, and I think... Zack Snyder movies are the same way. The uh, the even even Batman v Superman, the ultimate version, right? That the three hour version, like you know, you have to you have to pay attention to the movie in order to follow what Zack Snyder is telling you. And I think the same thing with with uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. You have to you have to listen to the the dialogue that's going on, especially to understand the villain motivations, to understand like you know, what they're doing with Superman, Resurrection, why Barry is able to uh, bring back, like, uh, rewind time. You know, it's not, you can't just kind of turn your brain off and just expect to understand what's going on. You have to pay attention. And I think that that was definitely the case in um, Endgame. Uh, Thinking back to, like, the first Avengers Joss Whedon did, you know, I think that was much more of, like, a popcorn, you know, action movie. It was a fun movie, great movie. Um, but probably not, you don't have to pay as much attention going, going along age of Ultron. I remember not really loving age of Ultron. Honestly, I think most people kind of don't love that one, but it was okay. After after you watch WandaVision, the movie is much better, but it's still, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. Cause it's used with Wanda, but yeah, it's like out of the Avenger films, the weakest of the, those movies, the compilation films, Avengers Ultron is the weakest, uh, civil war is, a is came at the same time i think civil war is a more tight story still mm-hmm. but that's just because it's you know yeah, it's civil not... war civil war is basically just an avengers movie that's not named avengers right 
Yeah, but I think that Civil War, because it came at the same time as Justice League, if you compare the two, Civil War still has a little bit of an edge on it, but mm-hmm. that's also because it has more mythology to it. Still, this is equal in awesomeness as Civil War, I think. Yeah. Because the I, other two, yeah. that's a whole other thing. If we had another movie, then I'd be like, okay, compare this to Infinity War and uh, Endgame. But this is, like, comparable to that, uh, Civil yeah. War, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But this has a better sequence with uh, Superman, I think. That sequence is is a little more memorable in my opinion to some of the sequences, like the fight between um, uh, uh, the, the triple fight between um, Tony and uh, Bucky and Cap. I mean, I think the fight that's in the airport where they're all fighting each other is like, that's just comic book fan Nirvana at that point. Right. And I think my version of that is the, fight at the Superman Memorial in this version because it's yes. like them all there they're all fighting it, it's Superman a daylight like Superman <laughs> unleashed um which is which is just awesome oh one thing I forgot to mention like the the Joss Whedon version of Justice League like the whole idea with uh, Batman developed gauntlets that can absorb energy oh, yeah. that was not in the the other version at all yes um, that was... I thought that was a cool that was a cool idea and I thought I liked how each time he deflected superman's heat vision it destroyed one of the gauntlets so it's like he got two shots and then the last one would have killed him yeah unlike um, uh the the other one where he gets knocked over and he's like it's like oh that's gonna hurt in the morning yeah. Like, yeah yeah um so yeah i think if I, I think if we look back at at civil war there's some great parts of that i think like me just leaning more on the dc side this is just my, my more my cup of tea but but yeah. I think that this is uh, arguably for the current generation. This is one of the. This is in the top three, top no top out of all the films in the last twenty years, we'll say for DC. This is in the top three, easy. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I guess so. Yeah. I mean, you're you're counting the Nolan movies in that as well. Yes. I'm I'm counting the Nolan movies as well. I think this mm. is tied for first or set or one and two. Yeah. In my opinion. Because it's it's either Dark Knight or this for DC, and there's such there's such different types of movies too. Like Dark Knight is great for all completely different reasons. Um, yeah, that's that's why. And then the rest it's subjective. I still think uh, Suicide Squad is pro- probably the worst movie. I still like. I, I think I mentioned it last time we talked. Like I don't understand how someone could say out of all the DC movies, Suicide Squad is their favorite. Like I know people have said people have said that to me. I'm like, man, I just don't get that, but to each their own. But man. uh probably naked scene with uh Enchantress and naked scene with Harley. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's that's it. that's it. Uh well I do know that you are that you got some stuff to take care of. So thank yep. you for hanging out and and sure. have, it's awesome talking to you. Yeah, uh we definitely fun. have to do this again, maybe for one of the other movies or uh uh Peacemaker or Suicide Squad or just for other stuff as well, because we do have other podcasts now. Yeah. Because yeah. of the one that's uh, the most fun is Greta and my uh, the Zan chats where it's just us drinking a coffee or a soda or a beer. Well, I haven't had soda in, in two months, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we drink something and just bullshit about life. So could be yeah, fun. That'd, that'd be fun. But yeah. So uh, anyway, everyone, thank you guys for listening. As usual, uh, this is Zan. This is Cal. We're Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. Keep watching awesome comic book movies, and we'll see you later.
you like the end of WandaVision? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, there's, I mean, there's a couple things that I didn't really understand. Like, why didn't, why didn't her and the kind of the real vision go back together? I and mean, what? Um, like, think about it like this: if you suddenly got a bunch of memories that weren't yours, the it was you, but it wasn't you. You'd be like, okay, I know this is what happened, but I'm kind of, you know, he's but, detached from it. But did he did he get his memories back of what? happened before he died and he didn't get memories of what happened to the version that was in the town right or he did no he got the memories of the uh of vision's body that were locked he didn't get uh the heart vision yeah so so if if anything he should have like he should have been in love with wanda as much as he was at the end of uh avengers right so I'm thinking, but I'm, but also it could be you, he just got him, so he's like, uh, what what now? So he doesn't know what to do. He's like, imagine, like I said, if all those memories dumped in your head, you won't be like, I love her. I'd be like, uh, I don't know what to do. But he's I free guess. now. So I guess, yeah. Which is good. Uh, still, I gotta admit, what he she did. Uh, uh, what's her name is really cruel. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and and they didn't even attempt. To hold her accountable for what she did. Oh, they were going to lynch her. You saw that town was ready to kill her, but she's yeah. she's a. She's I mean, like, I'm talking about like the FBI and um, yeah. the 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 one from Shield who got superpowers. Yeah, no, they all were like, uh, but you saw like she's if like um, Monica said if Thanos didn't do that blitz, she would have killed Thanos. She's more po- the most powerful being on the planet. They're not going to mess with her. She's going away? Fine. Let her go. I guess. It's like, she's now more powerful than before. Like, oh, we'll have an inhibitor. It's like, the inhibitor is not going to work. It's like, unless we mess with her head, nothing's going to happen. So leave her be. That's why she's the villain in the next uh, Doctor, or she's one of of the potential villains for the next Doctor Strange, which will be good. Mm -hmm. 